It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Postcast as the Utah Jazz fall in Memphis by the final score of 107-106. Ja Morant, the show, and Mike Conley's return. We'll talk about it coming up on Postcast. Postcast is brought to you by the store at 600 South and 20th East. Also now located at the Gateway, right across from the Children's Museum, and also on 900 South and 100 West. And there's only one way to deal with a loss like this, and that's a mudslide cookie or locked on mudslide ice cream, frankly. Ron, before I start tainting the conversation, as always, I turn it over to you. Well, this is a very exciting basketball game. I, I think uh, the the Grizzlies learned a lot about their basketball team, uh, the fact that they were able to finish a basketball game, uh, knowing that they have a player that can finish a basketball game. This young kid is, is very talented. Uh, he, he can do a lot. Uh, and the style of play that they're using, I think, complements everything that they want to do out there on the floor. Jazz, for the most part, uh, I just thought they missed shots early. I just thought those shots that they were – uh, those three-point shots, and they were very good looks early in the basketball game. Uh, probably would have been a different outcome if, if some of those shots would have failed early. Some of the execution late was surprisingly bad from the Jazz on an offensive side. If we went back and watched those final five minutes, there's a possession where Conley ends up kind of just driving and nothing. Donovan, I didn't love his pull-up early jumper. The last play, they were kind of convoluted. It was tough with 2.6 seconds left. But I'm a little surprised by that. Like, th- that... You know, I agree with you. They, they got a bunch of great looks early. The ball was deep in the cup and popped out, and you kind of felt like they, there were a bunch of times where I thought they should run away, and they didn't. But just specifically in the last five minutes, Donovan gets fouled. But just everything else just didn't feel quite as clean as it has been for this team. You know, you, you, you got a great point. Um, early in the ball game, I thought it was pretty clean. I, I thought the shot that they were getting was, was great. Defense, it speaks for itself. I mean, I know we're, we're talking about a, a game, and we're not mentioning the defensive side of it. I thought the defense was, was, was pretty good. Uh, the, the offensive side, I thought it, it was pretty clean. Just didn't make just didn't make those shots. Now, execution, and it all depends on what type of plays the Jazz are calling, what Quinn is calling out there on the floor. Uh, and, and you mentioned it during the broadcast that they seem to be running the same play over and over just depending on, you know, who, who was down there on that wing. They were getting something out of it. So, and then I, they didn't run it late, actually. They then changed the way they were running stuff. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I think sometimes the Jazz get in trouble um, when they start going the pick and roll right in the middle of the floor and using too much of the time on the clock in order to make it happen and get themselves in trouble where that, that shot is not as clean as you want to put it, you know, uh, late in the clock. The other part of this storyline is that John Morant was outstanding. Number two pick. He won the game for them the other night in Charlotte. He basically won the game for them again tonight. This kid is outstanding. He gets great hops. Uh, he's crafty off the dribble. Um, I, I think he's not one of those guys that shoot off the dribble with a jump shot from 15 to 18 feet away, but he's a pretty good spot-up shooter. Uh, very talented, passes the basketball. There's a tremendous amount of upside, you know, to this kid's game. Spencer Langford on Facebook says, NBA has not gone far enough with the coach's challenge. Several no calls in the last five cost the Jazz the game. Need to be able to challenge any call. I don't know if we want to challenge every call in the final five minutes, but I think he's, Spencer's exactly right. They've tipped their toe in the water. They have not dipped. Do, do, dove in or whatever you want to say it. 
that's probably not the right way, or maybe it is the right way. The fact is, it feels like they did this just because every other league has a challenge, and they felt like they had to have something. But this challenge, this doesn't work. This is not done well. What I would like to see is when you lose your, when you win your challenge, why do you have to lose it? You know, why can't? Why don't you keep it? Uh, if you win it, I mean, and they're just—they're forcing you to be very, very careful about challenging something that you know you should win. In football, you win your challenge, you keep your time out. You know, in, in the NBA, it's just you're done. Well, they've made it very prohibitive to ever use your challenge, frankly. And I don't think the Jazz had any timeouts left, so they actually couldn't have even used a challenge. And you can't challenge a non-call. And Donovan was call was fouled. But they did not call that in that one. A lot of comments about the backup center work tonight. Would have had Davis made him a difference. Rudy Gobert was plus 10. Tony Bradley in 11 minutes was minus 11. Tony has struggled in both the last two nights. I think you're seeing the value of Ed Davis. Yeah, you can see the difference in the size, I, I think, with um, and, and the speed you know, of other uh, of the opponent, especially here tonight. And, and Tony just did not, uh, was not able to uh, to handle that. Something we're getting used to because Gobert's just world, the best in the world is Rudy's ability to guard two guys at once. What's happening to Tony Bradley in the pick is when he commits to the ball handler, the guy behind, the big behind him is getting every dunk and every layup. It's what Rudy Gobert gets all the time. We're, we're just so used to it because Gobert is so incredible at guarding two guys. It might not be that Tony Bradley's that bad at it. It might be that Rudy Gobert is just unbelievable. Yeah, you, you got a point there. Uh, but you, you, whenever you have a, a guy that's backing you up, you would like to see productive minutes out there for in, in a short period of time you're going to be out there sparring sparing, you know, someone like Rudy Gobert. And I don't think right now, at least tonight, you know, we really didn't get that. The offense is still just not going, Ron. This is not – this Memphis Grizzlies team plays really fast. They came in the game as the 23rd-ranked defense in the league. I would have expected a better offensive game out of the Jazz tonight. This offense is not clicking in. It's not going – it's not consistent. And when it goes, it's not going long enough. I mean, there's, there's spurts and, and – and again, I, I'm sure that Quinn is going to be looking at the type of players that he has out there on the floor at the same time, which is going to re- really make a difference in guys that play well together, um, guys that can pick other uh, teammates up when they're not playing well. That starting five that the Jazz put out there on the floor, if, you know, if, if one guy is struggling, Conley's struggling, but everybody else is, is doing doing their part. I don't think we, we see, we're seeing that right now with the backup players that come out there on the floor. Josh from McGrath on Facebook says, as much praise as the Jazz deserve for the way they closed out Brooklyn game, the Jazz deserve just as much criticism for the way they closed out this one. It's probably fair, and John Morant was way better than Kyrie Irving, interestingly enough. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, I mean, there's no ifs, ands, buts about, you know, about that. That's, some great, that's a great point. Jazz unable to make the plays late. Mike Conley tonight, his return, it did seem as though, you know, the either i mean frankly mike's now missed a he ended up hitting two he had missed about 12 straight threes at one point um and they were all short so i think that's you know worth but he just didn't seem you know he didn't make shots i don't know if he seemed uncomfortable he just didn't make shots he was five of 19 yeah five of 19 uh, 35 minutes uh he was out there on the floor and uh it'll get better Uh, you just don't realize how difficult it is to come back with all the emotion and and you know, and, and play well. As I mentioned, we saw it with Przingis in New York the other day. Now, they were booing him, but he just couldn't make a shot, you know, and that that was going back to where he had play, spent a couple of years, uh, and it was the same here with Conley early in the ballgame. 
Jazz having a bit of a bugaboo in this building. We lost here last year as well when Marcus Gasol and Mike Conley gave us problems. We lose here tonight as well. The Jazz four-game win streak is over, and the Jazz fall tonight uh, to the Memphis Grizzlies. Western Conference teams had a tough night tonight. I'm not sure if I saw them, but I think San Antonio lost in to Orlando. I think Minnesota might have lost to Washington. Last I saw, they were down 10. So kind of a funky night here for some of the Western Conference teams on this Friday night. We'll be back with you Monday against Minnesota. Tickets are available for that at utahjazz.com. Jazz fall tonight to the Memphis Grizzlies on Mike Conley's return. 107-106. Passage of the torch here in Memphis was clear. This is John Morant's town now, and he is the real deal. The Jazz will try to get back in the winning ways on Monday. Have a great night. Hi guys, this is Josh Lloyd, host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. The NBA is back, so that means that fantasy basketball is back in one form or another. We've got daily fantasy, but there's also some fantasy leagues with the resumption of play with these eight regular season games in Orlando, and Locked On Fantasy Basketball is going to have you covered. It's not just for fantasy basketball, though, because we recap all of the games across the NBA, so if you're looking for a broad overview of the action across the league every day, Locked On Fantasy Basketball is the podcast for you.